Are you ready to talk about Miyoko's? <laughs> oh, you know, the thing about Miyoko is, you know, Hamilton, like uh, we were not in the room where it happened. So uh, there's so much speculation. And I think even the people in the room where it happened probably all have like Rashomon. They all have a different perception of what actually went down. OK, so talk about Miyoko's. Well, you didn't really know that much about Miyoko's when we started the podcast. Correct. Remember, you thought it was like Mykonos. You thought it was like a Greek company, yeah. or I, right? I thought it was Mykonos. I, I yeah, you're right. I I because I just didn't read it that carefully. Well, and also it kind of had a Greek like like the 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 old yeah, logo and stuff, misleading logo that looks like Mykonos. I'm freaking <laughs> dyslexic. I would think it was Mykonos too. I'm like, what is this Greek stuff? I'm I'm borderline illiterate. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a good thing that we we have a um. We're excelling with the podcast, so we don't have to write things mm -hmm. down. I mean, I do a lot of cutting and pasting. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys know what happened out there in podcast land, but there's like a huge vegan drama going on. And basically, Mio Miyoko Shimmer, try to say her name right, Miyoko Shinner, I think that's the correct way, kind of a um let's see a vegan pioneer mm -hmm. someone who has been in the vegan community many years has famous cookbooks you know in 2014 she she started this company miyoko's creamery it, it's probably one of the best mainstream vegan cheeses you know of the mass market mass produced ones it's probably one of the best ones right wouldn't you say i mean i, I mean Personal taste. I mean, I think that some of the some of the best tasting cheeses on the market, and and I, I mm -hmm. mean, pricey. Like like I love their mozzarella, kind of fancy cheese, like like kind of a European style cheese. And they had this kind of Napa Valley vibe going on, mm -hmm. and uh, they really pushed Miyoko. Like Miyoko was the face of it's this. Her cheese. It's her name. It's her cheese. It's you know, and. Things kind of went awry when they expanded maybe more than they should have. I mean, this is plant-based capitalism. I think it's important maybe to, to read this one article from the San Francisco Chronicle. But I feel like it kind of paints the way things are going on. I'm just going to read a few paragraphs and we can stop and start. And, and but, but again, I think that Whatever you think about Miyoko, you know, she definitely is a pioneer. The food's, you know, quite amazing. You know, I did meet Miyoko. It didn't really go that well when I met her. <laughs> but, <laughs> Maybe you caught her on a bad day. Uh, yeah, whatever. There's a public persona. You know, obviously she's an outspoken vegan. She's a female entrepreneur. She's very talented making food. But also there are there there has been murmuring and issues about her maybe um, leadership skills. Like if you go to Glassdoor, there's a lot of people that, that that you know complaining about being berated and things like that. So oh. there there are issues that you know it's not all black and white. You know, I mean, I mean, I feel like um, regardless of my bad experience, you know, which which wasn't that bad. I mean, it was just. I mean, looking back at it, it was just awkward. Maybe she was in the middle of fighting with the board at, at when when you approached her. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about it. But regardless of that, if you if you see me on the streets, I'll tell you the story. 
This is mm -hmm. not known for the podcast. So it's just like a person-to-person -person thing. I could tell you my Miyoko story. And I have ultimate respect for what she's done. I love the cheese. You know, I'll promote the products. This is what happened. Okay, this is the San Francisco Chronicle. It's called Pure Insanity. Bay Area Ooh. vegan company goes to war with its founder by Caleb Pershing. Miyoko's Creamery, one of the leading vegan dairy companies, has sued its founder, Miyoko Shimmer, for alleged breach of contract and theft of intellectual property. Now, the fight between one of the nation's best-known vegan entrepreneurs and the company that bears her name has set off that one Miyoko's board member describes as the battle for the integrity of the company. Ooh, lofty. Shinner founded Miyoko's Creamery in 2014, which has raised more than $85 million in funds. Its Ooh. Petaluma factory produces vegan cheeses and butters made from ingredients like fermented cashews, peas, and oats, which are sold to more than 20,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, and Walmart. But in June, Shinner was privately ousted from her role as CEO, and the company's board cited her numerous performance deficiencies, according to the lawsuit Ooh. filed in U.S. District Court in San Francisco on Friday. Shinner's removal was announced internally at that time, but not made public until last week when the board released a statement declaring that the parties had parted ways. Miyoko's chief financial officer, John Blair, is now the company's interim president, according to release. Following her dismissal, CEO Shinner remained a Miyoko's employee while she and the board negotiated a continued role for her at the company. But instead of facilitating an orderly transition during the period, according to the complaint, Shinner hatched a plot to steal the Ooh. company's property, trade secrets, confidential information, so she could create a competing company. Ooh. I think a lot of this stems from the liquid mozzarella. Really? Um, was she trying to steal the liquid mozzarella? Look, none of this stuff is patented, <laughs> right? It's all quote-unquote trade secrets, but anybody can make vegan cheese. It's not like there's some kind of proprietary technology to it. But I, I think that the liquid mozzarella, they thought it was going to be a really big deal. Like and a blockbuster? They, yeah, and I think that that's... I mean, again, I, I'm not in the company, but they raised about $50 million to expand the company and to push the liquid mozzarella and to get it into new markets. And and that was their product. That, that was the, whatever, the, the, the product they were really Flagship. pushing towards. <laughs> and I don't think it went the way they expected it to. I mean, if, it, I mean if, if that liquid mozzarella was, you know, on everybody's table, I just feel like it's a very specialized product. I love it. I think it's a great product. Who knows? Uh, you know, in general, this is like a common theme in Silicon Valley where like somebody who's has the skill set to found a company doesn't necessarily have the skill set to bring it into like a, you know, publicly traded S&P type monolith, you know, and so it takes a certain like informality in startup phase and a certain kind of like rigidness in the like, you know, the next phase. So I don't know if 
you know, this like sort of brash style works really well, maybe sometimes in, in startup mode and, and might get you into trouble. And also it's gradated though. So by veganism, I mean, and, and, uh, you know, the, the liquid mozzarella is not super ethical. I mean, it's in a big plastic container. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, I mean, this is a capitalistic company. It's not, you in... know, you're not, you're not, you're not giving your money to a charity when you buy Miyoko's cheese. You're buying into a capitalistic plant-based corporation. So, actually, in her statement, she insinuated that part of their conflict was that she wanted to maintain it as a B Corp. And I was like, what is a B Corp? That's not a, um, you know, IRS type uh, corporate entity structure like an LLC, a C Corp, an S Corp. What is a B Corp? It turns out it's like this certification of some kind of like ethical standards of transparency. So she insinuated it's as if like they wanted to compromise on the ethics of the business or something. I don't know if that's true or false or what. I mean, I mean, Air One is a B Corp. I mean, I, B Corp. I mean, it's just like it doesn't really mean much, right? It's like you know that when they have that fair trade stamp, fair trade doesn't mean anything, right? I I just think they have to pay into a certain yeah whatever fund and they get a they, symbol that they can put on their products right. they make it sound as if like it like c corp s corp as if it's one of these like designations of the organizational structure of the company when it's really isn't they still they put the b corp logo on their products air one puts b corp on their window and they still exploit their workers Mm -hmm. and overcharge for their products and uh do their thing you know i mean i, I so it's I, like fair trade it's better than no fair trade i mean fair trade right, has right. Is, is i mean again maybe i maybe b corp is better than not being b corp but again right. it, but it, it, it's it's window you, dressing. you don't think that's it's literally really window they're... dressing it's on a so, window exactly so you're saying she just brought that up as if to you know say that she's uh it, it's like a David versus Goliath, like the evil empire is trying to to compromise the values that the company was founded with, whether or not that's actually the case. I think she definitely has the moral high ground here because mm -hmm. she started the company. She's wrote the cookbook before before this company ever existed, you know, and, and, and to paint the picture of these like evil stormtroopers, you know, attacking this, you know, this woman that's created the company. You know, it's 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 a it's a easy it's an easy way to, yeah. to to paint it. She has a strong personality, which you need to have in order to reach her level of success. So, you know, maybe it's just kind of like she ruffled some feathers with the board and they they took it personally or something like that. Who knows? Again, there, we weren't in the room where it happened. There's more cool tea here. There was like a situation too where spill it. I, I get okay. I'll just keep going. Miyoko's fired Shinner from a day to day role in August. Though she remained chair of the company's board, in an interview, Shinner called the lawsuit wild accusations that are not true. She denied the claim that she plans to start a rival packaged food business. I haven't had a chance to say my piece, and I'm working on that now with counsel, she said. According to the suit, Shinner, who had signed a confidentiality agreement, raided the company's internal cloud storage and downloaded vast Ooh. amounts of data, such as proprietary recipes and plant-based cultures and configurations. Asked about the allegations, Shinner said, I can say that I don't have any trade secrets except what's in my head. 
created mm-hmm. most of the formulas. I had written the book, but again, I, I'm sure that throughout the years, I mean, since, since I mean, since 20, 2014, they have developed other people contributed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And they had developed all these different flavor profiles and, and recipes. I'm sure that liquid mozzarella especially was the subject of some kind of like food science engineering. Well, also making it ready for um, retail you shelf, know, shelf shelf stable, stable or, yeah, or right. fridge, whatever. Yeah. That's there's, there's food science involved that, you know, so, you know, they hired people who have university degrees in this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it's like some farmer's market, <laughs> you no. know, where where someone's creating something, you know. I there, mean, anytime you have to make a homogenous product that's nationally or internationally distributed, especially a refrigerated product, there are all sorts of scientific and engineering hurdles to cross that one person cannot do. After Schinner was fired in August, according to the lawsuit, video surveillance captured her and another former employee removing property from the company's facility, including cheese cultures and unreleased product prototypes, all illegally without the company's authorization, according to the claim. And the filing includes still images of surveillance footage, which appears to show Shinner wheeling buckets of, uh, on a dolly through a room filled with lab coats and then loading a car in the company's parking lot. The lawsuit also... <laughs> does sound kind of bad, actually. You laugh about it, but that if she's, she's already been fired and she's like, yeah, I know this is like the subject of your Jurassic Park where he steals the DNA and he puts it in the shaving cream. Like, this kind of feels like that. I, I think it's like, it, I, to me, it's like very cinematic. You know, it's like that. You know, they're, they're it like is very a, cinematic. A... Yeah, it's what I'm saying. It's like one of those movies where they, you know, they they break into the lab and they steal the, you know, the sample, the chemicals, whatever. The the lawsuit also claims Shinner failed to repay a one hundred and twelve thousand dollar loan to the company. Oh, shut up! What? <laughs> well, first of all, why is the company making this loan to her? But also, this is like a rounding error on a company that big. I don't, I don't know what to say other than um, it's depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't think this really has much to do with veganism. It just has to do with capitalism and greed. But they're going to dress it up. Capitalism and greed is is the vehicle which could potentially spread veganism. Because the reality is everything, everything that spreads through our culture on a mass scale touches capitalism and greed. If you want something to be like sort of this grassroots, organic, person-to-person movement, like that's just not how our society runs. You know, the real issue too is like I know a lot of great cheesemakers. In fact, someone just contacted mm-hmm. me recently. They want to send me some cheese. Uh, and, you know, like there's like Rind and there's all these great companies oh. that are small. They make small batches. They sell it to, you know, vegan besties, like these small purveyors. They don't have mm-hmm. that massive, you know, pull, you know, um, and in order to get into Walmart and into these big stores, you got to shake the mm-hmm. corporate hand. And that's and what that's also how you reach people who can't afford besties. That's right. And that's what Miyoko's did. She allied with corporate forces. They got big money, millions of dollars to promote their products, to get their products into marketplace. 
and that's what happens. You know, the, the, you know, your, whatever, the, whatever identity you've created, you know, whatever it was, it's something different now. It's a big corporation, you know? So, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think that, um, never meet your heroes (laughs) and understand that the products that hit the shelves a lot of times are part of a corporate movement, a corporate entity company like field roast, you know, they had a lot of vegan priorities, you know, and, and fact, then they yeah. got sold to a meatpacking company. Yeah, but the main guy sold the company. He didn't do it under duress. He made that choice. And for all we know, it could have advanced the cause of veganism somehow, just because of distributing this product. Even though the the medium, the you know, the company that distributed it is bad the the product could you know it could be getting gaining a wider distribution it could be a net good uh i guess that goes back to purity and the lack thereof and the impossibility of it all right so you're the ceo of miyoko's oh, and you see you're the saying, i'm a, i'm a miyoko <laughs> and you see the and you see the um the footage <laughs> of her like wheeling uh-huh. the th- <laughs> wheeling wheeling the, the 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 cheese cultures into her uh, whatever a suburban mm-hmm. yeah i mean what do you do i mean is this i mean it's lawsuit i mean i mean they, obviously they tried to probably do this internally bad yeah i would try i would i would try not to make because here's the the other reality the the problem is her name is on the company so the more you make a public stink about this the more you're damaging your own brand you know, so I would definitely try to like clean this up internally and not get not let it get out. And the fact that it got out is, uh, you know, some kind of PR fumble. Well, it's just it became an untenable situation. It became, right. I mean, it got right. to a point where there was absolutely no way to resolve the situation. It was it, it's a mess. It's a huge yes. mess. No, no, no. That, but you don't like filing the lawsuit was what made everybody catch on. It, you know, if they could have kept this into like mediation. It could have been kept private. Yeah, definitely. And and also the luster of the brand. I mean, will the brand ever be the same? That's what I said. This this taints the the brand. I mean, you you know, because you, you go to the store, you pick it up. This is not actually Miyoko's Creamery anymore. It's some company with her name, her name on it. <laughs> well, and also the way they pushed her out in front the way she right. well or she she chose she, she chose to promote the company the way at being an outspoken person that presents it like beyond is not called ethan's right it's called something else they they, they named it something else because it's supposed to go beyond the charisma of the founder whereas miyoko's is a kind of half about the charisma of the founder that's right name on it. that's right anyway well it's pretty wild what's going on um it's going to be tied up in courts for a long time, unless they resolve in, this. Unless they resolve, which is the the best thing they can possibly do, is to resolve this as efficiently and quietly and expediently as possible. All right. Well, we did it. We did it again, Mike Keller. That wing took Ooh, a lot we... out of me, man. Uh, Miyoko. I love your cheese, Miyoko. <laughs> <laughs> love your cheese. So uh, what else? What else are you? Doing? I, we had a little vegan party. You brought a bunch of vegan food. It was very exciting. We had a you had a vegan pumpkin pie. No, it was apple pie. 
Apple pie, yeah. It was uh I mean it was accidentally vegan. It's not you know it didn't say vegan on it, it just happens to have vegan ingredients. What about but, the sugar? Uh, uh, was the sugar processed through bone char? I don't know. It's like it's like Oreos. It's like vegan, I think. Hopefully, God willing. Will you still eat a Slurpee? Oh gosh, are you telling me Slurpees have bone char? Most likely. I mean, if it's an American company making sugar, most likely the this sugar was sucks. processed through bone char. What am I supposed to do in life? I, you know, I try not to. I do not add sugar to things. Like I had stevia in my coffee today. Oh gosh. Well, what, I always buy sugar hard. without bone char when I, you know, for my yeah, recipes right. and stuff. But you, re you do recipes. I, I don't, I don't. Can, I don't mix ingredients together to create new foods. What? Yeah, brown sugar actually has bone char. It's processed through bone char as well. Really? Yeah. I thought it was only white sugar. No. I was going to oh do a whole bone char video, and I, like, I couldn't put the myself bone up to char, it. Oh, you should do it. It's the right thing to do. But wait, does the bone char... Um, I have a question. Does the bone char rub off on the food as that is to say, are you consuming bone char or is it just the process it goes through bone char? I believe it's just a process. They're using it to purify. So it's it's oh, it's God. part of the so filtration you, purpose. That's why I that's how I can So your sugar still is supposed like quote unquote plant based. It's just not vegan vegan. It's just been processed through certain things. That's so gross. I mean I guess I guess some certain wines use whatever, like fish. Oh you know, yeah, fish that's why innards. you know I I used to not drink Guinness because it was clarified by the swim bladder of a Chinese sturgeon. But they, I guess they listened to people and all the American Guinness, as far as I know, is no longer put through that process. Um, but Foster's, I believe, you can't have. It's, it has that same fish bladder thing. Gross. So, Mike, I just, you know, this whole Miyoko situation, I want you to remember, like, you know, Let's remember right now, like how what a wonderful connection me and you have as a vegan hacks pod. Because mm -hmm. I want ever to get to this point where you're sneaking around and taking my intellectual property. Yeah, <laughs> sneaking into your garage. Yeah, and and I mean, pulling yeah. out all your recipes. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I mean, just just don't do that. That'd be like the saddest thing ever. Right. You see me knocking off your videos, just like doing the same clone of your videos, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was the genius behind the pod anyway all right young man so thank you we did it thank we you did it again thank you for your um service <laughs>